Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. He started his retail career at the young age of 15 in sports retail and on leaving school went to college but found it was not for him. While working Saturdays in the sports shop, he made the decision to pursue his passion of sales and customer experience. Having worked through the ranks in sports retail, he moved to Vodafone in 2006, quickly moving through various roles to become head of franchise. After leaving that role in December 2019, he started his own business, Sertia Communications, which now runs the Vodafone stores in Hereford, Ross and Gloucester as part of the Vodafone franchise programme. He is Chris Wilkins. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? You right? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, good cool. journey in this morning, so yeah. all good. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for making the trip down the M5 to uh, come in and do this. Appreciate it. You're up in Stourbridge, right? Yeah, yeah. My um, home is uh, in Stourbridge. We've always been uh, based in the, in the Midlands. Cool, cool. Okay, now just before we get started, your website, if people want to come and find you, is sertiacommunications.com. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And that's uh, spelt S-A-O-I-R-S-E. Communication. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does get um the pronunciation of it is a uh, varied when people yeah, when people yeah. see it. I think I sent you <laughs> earlier about the about my two kids who um Sarosa, Sersha, Sershi, Sershi. I think they do it just to wind me up most of the time. <laughs> yeah, but it's Sersha. Okay, cool. SersiaCommunications.com. Uh, where did the name come from? So I've I'd been at Vodafone for um a number a number of years, and I'd always been looking to do my own business and if you like kind of breaking free and moving out okay um, i was really close to my nan um, right, okay. and she was from ireland okay and when i was looking for a name of a business you're always looking for what is it yeah what yeah. does it need does it need to stand for something does it need to mean something do you just pluck it out of the air and i, I spent a lot of time looking and, and i come across the word search which means freedom and break yeah. free and i okay. thought oh that's that's me i'm leaving a big corporate to go and start on my own um relative to my nan because she's from ireland so search was was created nice um okay. Looking back now, I do like the name because it does people. It does like, the pronunciation of it does kind of get people thinking. So hopefully that sticks with people in their mind. Yeah, yeah. When they get it, so hopefully some it's worked. Yeah, yeah it's nice. a bit of a meaning behind it as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was sort of researching it earlier how to sp- how to pronounce it really, and <laughs> came across the freedom thing, and I thought that was pretty cool. Freedom Communications is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, so uh, like we said in the in the intro and everything that you you know you didn't get on with college and decided to go straight into to working and everything. So was was school kind of like right? Just get through school and get out for you. Was that kind of? No, I enjoyed school. Yeah. Um, it was the, the sports side of it. I was mainly interested. I played okay. played a lot of sports at school, predominantly football, but rugby, basketball, or all, all the kind of normal stuff. And right. the the plan was to be a PE teacher. Okay. And my mum was so happy with that. Oh, getting an education, going to further education, going into um, working in schools when you're older, good, good, solid job. So yeah. that that was always the plan to be um, to be a PE teacher, linking my love of sport into a, into um, a, a career career for, for the future. Okay, gotcha. Um, I was at school and back in those days you used to have work experience. Yeah. Um, and we was always told that you got to go and find your own work experience. So I thought, okay, I like sports. I'll go and work in a sports shop, which yeah. is a natural, <laughs> natural thing for me. So uh, I went down to my local sports shop at the Merry Hill Shopping Centre, 
went in and said, look, do you do work experience? And fortunately, I got a work experience placement. Right. Um, okay. the, the plan was, because I wanted a Saturday job, so I thought, well, if I can enjoy sports, get work experience, work really hard at work experience, they might offer me a Saturday job. Yeah. That was kind of the plan. Yeah. Um, so, so I did that and kind of, kind of tied, tied that in. Um, the, then I left school, went to college. The problem I had with college, because I wanted to do a PE as a, as a, as a, as a, a subject. Yeah. The only place that did it was Sutton Coalfield. Okay. So that was a bit of a journey from where I lived. So I used to take the bus to the train station, train into Birmingham City Centre, <laughs> train from Birmingham City Centre out to Sutton, then back again. I mean, it, it was a bit well, of a trek, trek each day. So yeah, yeah. that was always a bit of a challenge for me. Mm. Um, at the same time, I had got a job at the sports shop and I was, I was working on the Saturdays and I just, just loved it. Yeah. Just loved being interacting with customers. And obviously I was selling the products, but yeah. it was more the, the customer, customer service and having targets and being driven to, to deliver targets was just... It's just something different. That and when you come out of school, you just hadn't experienced that before. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed that. So I was uh, I was doing the Saturday job, Saturdays and a couple of late nights in the week. Mm. And I was, I was going to college at the same time. But I was always being, oh, I, I use the word pestered, but the, the manager was always saying, look, if you ever want to leave college or if, it, if not for you, there's always a full-time job here for you, Chris. Because right. I, I was, I, they could see I enjoyed, enjoyed working there so much. Yeah. Um, and so I was at that kind of age, 16 got a Saturday job, 17 then. Um, I was playing football semi-professionally at the same time as well. Oh, so right, I was, okay. I was jug- juggling a few things, trying to have a Saturday job. So I was moving that yeah. to Sunday, trying to play semi-professional football on a, on a, on a Saturday, um, as well as going to college. Yeah. Um, and then a few things happened at home. My mum and dad got, got, um, went through a rocky time. They decided to split up and get divorced. Right, okay. And that was kind of a bit of a, I guess a bit of an uh, injection in your life where yeah. you split off into different directions. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. And now I decided to pack in college and go right. and get a full-time job. Okay, okay. So, yeah, full-time at the, uh, at, the, at, the um, at the sports shop, yeah. And I went and asked for a job and they said, look, what is it you want? You want part-time, full-time? And I was like, full-time, yeah, if I'm going to do it, I'm in. You're all in. I'm all in. There's no, <laughs> there's no 50%. I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. So I um, got offered a job as an assistant manager. Right, so I went okay. like from a Saturday kid, but when you worked at Maryhill, you was you you wasn't like a Saturday kid. You're doing late nights. You did a lot of the promotion changes. You did a lot okay. of the figures, and you, you closed down the shop at the end of the night. You're doing late nights, right? Okay. Um, and the manager had been promoted to uh, an area manager, and she obviously knew how enthusiastic and keen I was. So right, even okay. though I perhaps didn't have the skill set of the management skills, she saw the enthusiasm, and the drive, and the ambition to do well. Yeah. yeah. So um, she put me in with a manager at uh, at Perry Bar. Perry Bar or a place to be um <laughs> to be the assistant manager there at, at right. seventeen. So okay. that was my start to my uh my retail career then. Okay, yeah, it's more about uh sort of attitude and wanting to do it, isn't it? I suppose than the skills because I guess you, you I'm sure you know all about that now. Mm. It seems to me skills can be taught, but you know the attitude sort of has to be hundred percent, and that's that's kind of why I always look I've always looked for in people is that you I mean they got the the will to want to do a really good job. And yeah. if they have, you think actually you can you can learn the skills. Everybody yeah. has to learn skills, whether it's being a mechanic, whether it's being a PE teacher, whether it's doing what you do, what I do today. Yeah, yeah. You, you le- there's a lot of skills you, you pick up and you learn along the way. But someone's got to give you the opportunity. Yeah, and I guess I was given yeah. the opportunity, and I'm I was grateful for that opportunity at the time. Yeah, yeah. And did you carry on with the semi-professional football at that time? No, like, that know, was again that, that, that was well. another decision I, I had to make, right. which was if I was going to go into work and obviously in retail Saturday. Back in those days, was was the busiest day, and the most important day. Yeah, you play some professional football on a on a Saturday. Yeah. I was like, am I going to make it a professional? Probably not. So, chuckle me, um, chuckle me eggs into the retail basket, and I mean, 
chase after that after that dream now and just just do the best I can best I can do in that area. That's quite. Uh, it must have been sort of quite self aware at that age to think to do all of that and go all in on that one thing. Cause, yeah, you know. <laughs> I think you, you've got. You, for me, you've got to be a realist. You've, you've got to be a bit yeah. realistic. I mean, I, I love football. I played since the age I was ten. Yeah, kind of. I mean, but the dream to be a footballer. I mean, I'd, I'd been at the Wolves for a little bit. I've been at Kidderminster Warriors for a little bit. Right. I played at some, but just so hard to 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 kind of make it breakthrough. Yeah. I know a lot of lads then do go semi professional and they they kind of break it through. But I was like, this opportunity of a full time job mm. perhaps might not come along again. So yeah, you, you, you've got to be realistic and. Yeah, I, I still, yeah. I then played on Sundays and enjoyed to still play now, play vets football now. But yeah, um, yeah Chuck told me um, eggs into the career, the ver- the, the all sports okay. recap career. And then so so what happened from there? You sort of worked your way up and uh... yeah, just I was at, um, I was at uh, Petty Bar. I worked there. That was a, an outlet store. I don't yeah. really know Petty Bar. No, I don't. Okay, know. just on the outskirts of, of Birmingham. It's, it's an interesting place. <laughs> right, it's character building. Right. Okay. Um, so, so I learned quite a lot there with the guys and the, and the team. That was difficult because a young lad coming in as assistant manager hadn't really got the management experience. I was kind of learning on my feet. Yeah, yeah, some stuff I was yeah. doing well, some stuff I was not doing well. But hard work and applying myself was was, was the right thing. Um, and then Mary Hill, where I'd, where I'd been sat the kid six months earlier, they had a, a, few, a few changes and they had a new manager in there, new assistant manager. And they, they asked me if I'd go back there as assistant manager, just even though I hadn't got the experience, they knew I knew the store. I knew how the store yeah. was run. I knew because I'd worked there for, for a year and a half previously. So I said, well, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'd definitely, definitely go back there. Near to home, so I wasn't, the commute was, was kind of yeah. gone. Um, obviously, longer hours because you, you work in nights, but I knew the guys and I knew the team there. So I went back there as a, like a junior assistant manager, still learning on the job, uh-huh. but with a really good, strong manager, because that was like a, a big store in those days, and a good yeah. assistant manager, so I could accelerate my learning, and it was close to home. So, yeah, and I really, really enjoyed that. I learned so much in, in there, just about myself, about how to manage people, how to work with people, standards, I mean, attention to detail, all the kind of, that I say now are the key ingredients to be a successful store manager in, in retail going, going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. So I was a, their assistant manager, I did that for about, uh, about 12 months. Okay. And then I was just at the back one day, and the... Um, area manager was there, a new area manager said, oh, when you think you're ready for your own store? I was like, well, you know, I'm, I was 18. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, look back now. As you do when you're 18. As you do, but you're like, you're just talking about being a manager. And back in those days, being a, in that sports environment, a lot of the managers were young and they, they probably still are to a certain extent today. Like yeah. manager, and that's what's good about it. They accelerate them through. You have to yeah. learn quickly, but they do give the kids or the younger people the opportunity, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, and I said, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I said, where, where is it? She went, Shrewsbury. I went, yeah, 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 Shrewsbury, yeah, that's fine. No, I mean, I didn't even look where Shrewsbury was. I was like, this is a management opportunity. I'm not going to turn this down. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. She was like, okay, right, you start in a couple of weeks. So I went home like that. I was like super excited. So I went, Dad, Dad, I've got this manager. He said, where are you? I went, Shrewsbury. He went, Shrewsbury? You should know where that is. I said, yeah, 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 it's not far. What are you doing about that? So we look, it's not bad down the back route, Smarly, if you go out to Telford. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So started then. Um, I, I, did, I did that for a while. And again, the good. Good assistant manager then. Only a little store. You I mean nothing compared to Mary on a talent store, but really kind of helped me become a get me foot on the, the management ladder, if you like. And yeah, again, so it's opportunity. You yeah, sometimes yeah. got to take the opportunities when they come, even though you might not have that that full experience, that full ability. If you've got the will to do the job, I think that sets you in a in a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like they had a good structure in place to to bring people on and teach and learn and exactly, exactly right yeah and i've seen that I was, I was learning so much through it wasn't just like yeah. you're promoting it across you're actually yeah. learning it to go through training skills and management skills so you, you learn but they learned you really quick so they wanted to especially if you had the 
enthusiasm to want to do a good job they accelerated you through yeah um, through really well yeah, and so. what about when you came in like you know you're saying when you came in at 17 full-time as an assistant store manager yeah, at yeah. Perry Bar one I mean how do you how do you deal with that when you haven't got the management experience and you're possibly younger than some of the people that you're managing yeah I, th I think it's when I was at that age I always say you, you've just got to treat people with, it, with just respect and mm -hmm. just just be there with them so mm -hmm. if you're asking them to do something there wasn't nothing I wouldn't ask them to that I wouldn't do myself. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so I kind of led by example, if that would kind mm -hmm. of make sense. And so like, I'd do it. And then they can't turn around and say, well, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. So I think that would always be the question. Okay, and if you yeah. didn't know anything, you'd always, you just got to ask the questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, you've got to ask the manager, okay, how, how would you deal with this? How, how, yeah. I've got a situation, what, what's the best way to deal with it? A lot of things, little things like maybe lightness coming in late and stuff. And, right, and yeah. that. So you're kind of learning learning on the, on the job. But I think just having respect for people, I think in, in just in, in, in life in general, but I think when you're in, in a management role, biggest thing is just just have respect for people and just treat but them like like human beings. Where do you think you sort of like pick pick that up? Because I don't know. To me, seventeen. I think of myself as seventeen. I don't think I was like that self-aware. Yeah. Probably. Where do you think that all came from? Was it the, the, the football maybe that helped? Or yeah. Was it think, your parents. Yeah, or? I think football football definitely. But I think the, the people I just worked with because I think when I was I was a Saturday kid at fifteen. Mm. So for two years I was a Saturday kid yeah. working in a store. That yeah. had a good store manager. Right. You know I mean, okay. I always say to people, you you never forget the people that influence your your career yeah, through yeah. through your life. And the lady's name's Dawn. I still speak to her occasionally. I see her on, yeah. on Facebook and, and that. And she was such a good manager, and you pick up right. so many good tips from that. Right. How she okay. talked to people, how she treated people, when to be tough, when not to, when not to be tough. And right. she was tough with me on a couple of occasions, and I, I, I respected that. And I thought, oh, okay, you mean it's it, you, you? I think. For me, you pick up you pick up things through life, and you pick up the, the the certain assets from people that you think actually, yeah, that's a good good person to be like. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely a, those two years from fifteen to seventeen was, was definitely helped. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So um, what was your what was your next step then? Because you you moved to Vodafone in two thousand and six. Yeah, so right? so I did a lot of roles at, at um, All Sports. I did, yeah. did quite quite a lot of roles. I went. From Shrewsbury to Birmingham City Centre in Euro, never forget it. Euro, you don't forget things. Euro '96 <laughs> was on when it was at the Villa, and we yeah, were Holland, yeah. Scotland, and I think Switzerland were like based at the Villa. So we had, I mean, that was a fantastic year. We, we just, you mean, yeah, going to targets, love targets, and we smashed the targets. And yeah. we incentive after incentive. <laughs> you mean, some things come and you just, you just, just there's a little bit of luck, but a little bit of hard work at the time. Yeah. And again, I was a store manager in a big store, and I was in the store at seven o'clock every day, so I didn't have the skill set to manage deliveries coming in and manage staff and run the shop floor at the same time so I was in early finishing late but that was a really good year through 96 then I went down and lived in London for a little bit with again okay. with all sports did a mobile manager role traveling around London sorting stores right. out came back to Birmingham run a big store in Birmingham went to Coventry so yo-yo did a bad but I was waiting for that step up to be an area manager finally yeah. got it so right. became an area manager and then I was a senior area manager and then all sports went into administration so okay, they kind yeah. of kind of folded and that's when I joined um Joined Vodafone okay. again. You mean certain things happen? A little bit of luck in that. I was, yeah. I was at home and the recruitment agent around me and said, "Look, there's a there's a job going at Vodafone. Would you be interested?" I was like, "Oh, what is it?" And he said, um, "It's a store manager of the Birmingham Bull Ring." I was like, oh, "I'm not sure. You know, I'm an area manager. Do I want to take a step down to the ballroom?" I thought, "I'm not doing anything. There's no one going for an interview. If anything, it's experience." Yeah, went for an interview with another person. You don't forget, a lady called Bev Lambert. Right, uh, I had a really good interview with her and. Got back home, thought I went quite well, quite interesting working for Vodafone. Um, had a telephone call at half five from the recruitment agency. They want to see you again tomorrow. 
Right. Oh, okay. So at <laughs> Birmingham Airport, can you get there? The, the divisional manager's going to be there. Can you go and see her? Yeah. And called Sue, again, another person you don't yeah. get. So I was like, yeah, 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 fine. So went across to um, Birmingham Airport the next day, had a chat, and it just so happened, the day before, as I'd gone for the interview, the regional manager for the Birmingham Airport had his notice in. Okay. And obviously, I'd right. saw Bev, even though I'd been over to interviewed for the store manager role, they saw my experience of being an area manager, my background, yeah. and thought, wow, let's let's get him in for the... Anyway, cut a long story short, I had the interview with the division manager, got back home, that night, they offered me the job. Wow. So I'd gone for a job <laughs> as a store manager, and ended up becoming a regional manager, which, to be fair, is what I wanted to do. That's but what you wanted, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even going to go for the interview, but I thought, you know, I'm sitting at home, it's better than nothing. So yeah, again, taking yeah, a bit of a gamble, a yeah. bit of a leap of faith, and it turned out to uh, to be well. So worked at Vodafone for a number of years as a... Well, two years as a regional manager, looking after the. But that, that sorry, that uh, that bit where you, you know you said a bit of luck involved, but um, I don't know. I always, I always think like there is a bit of luck, but also you took the chance, didn't you? You know, you took the opportunity and said, right, I'll, I'll give it a go. Mm. Like you're saying about you know taking opportunities, and I don't know. I always think like maybe there's luck, but also you've got to be there ready to take the luck. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of people say you kind of create luck by create yeah. opportunities to create the look because <laughs> if, if I'd have stopped at home then I wouldn't have took the opportunity that presented and therefore I wouldn't have had the position that maybe the look the look comes with that yeah, so yeah. It, it, it is an interesting interesting way of of, of how you there's a quote isn't there I think I can't remember who it's by it's something like um, the harder I work the luckier I got yeah something. I think it's a golfer yeah, is it a golfer like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, harder I practice, the harder I practice the luckier the luckier I get yeah yeah so yeah it is, there is there is some, something, something it's a bit like that, that. Yeah. yeah okay then so I did, did that for two years and then one thing Vodafone really good at was um, looking at people's skill set looking at the gaps right. in the skill set and then looking at okay. different roles to help you fill that skill set Fill the, fill okay. the gaps. Fill, fill the gaps that you, like per, your personal gaps? Or? Uh, personal and professional. So okay. for, so if you like to make you a more rounded individual business from a business perspective. So yeah. the example would be I was very retail heavy. So I could deal with people. I was really good at my people skills, mm. really good at customers on the shop floor. I could manage a team of 20 managers. I could have a great conversation with the staff when I'm mm. in the stores. I've worked on the shop floor. I could yeah. have a manager, conversation with the manager. But commercially, marketing, financial wasn't very strong okay, because I was just right. driving sales and driving performance all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we identified some of my skill gaps and said, well, what does give you those skill gaps but also picks up some of your retail stuff? And okay. the thing that came out was uh, being an account manager. Okay. So um, right. looking after, uh, well, partner partner accounts. Okay. Um, and again, it's, I mean, just you look back and you think some of the lucky thing, again, <laughs> it's, it's that look, but is it look? Some yeah. of the things that cross. So we was at a conference. I was giving a guy's name, Gary Hill, another name you always right, remember, yeah. and said, um, when you see Gary, he's going to have a chat with him. He's got a role going in his team. Okay. So we were just at the conference. I said, oh, Gary, yeah, I looked at Gary. Yeah, I said, Chris, I just want to have a chat with you about the, the role you got going in your team. Again, I've got no experience in account management, loads yeah. of retail experience, people experience. Yeah. And he said, right, bring you in. We'll have, we'll have a chat with you about it. Mm -hmm. So. We had a chat. He said, oh, just so happens we've got a girl leaving in our team. I was like, oh, that's, again, a bit of a coincidence. We just yeah, come at yeah. the right time of me looking at moving my career on and a vacancy coming up in a team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he had a chat with, a, with his boss, Nick Berkowitz. So I interviewed with both of them and they said, look, you haven't got the skill set that we're looking for, but we do like you as a right. person. We like your enthusiasm. We like you, the way you come across and we, we think we can learn you how to be, um, we can learn you the stuff you need to learn. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, amazing. <laughs> so again, a job I wasn't thinking about going for, I wasn't going for. So managing a team of 20 managers to now just be me on my own, 
not really learning yeah. a lot in a team that was experienced <laughs> and, and learning something about an account manager. So that was a real, okay. that was a real shift changing career then because always managed people to now just me being responsible for me okay, and, and my yeah. performance, which was, uh, which was good. And was so account good management would be like, so you look after a whole host of businesses who have like big Vodafone accounts who, who you know, run all of the... Yeah, so on the, on the consumer side of things, so you'd have an account manager you'd maybe look after Asda, Argos, Tesco's. Right. Um, back in those days, you have an account manager who looked after phones for you. Obviously, there was a big okay. issue. Yeah. My account was, a, was Carphone. Okay, um, right. And we, we, I was brought in to, to look, look, after, look after them. And then there's okay. a bit of... We, we was only at that time just selling prepaid products through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bit of, again, a bit of a twist of faith as I took on an agreement was then done, a big, a big contract was agreed with them. So I'd gone being from the, being the new boy to having to learn really quick because it was going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be a big account over the, the subsequent 12, 12 months, which again was super exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I did that. I did that for quite a while. Yeah. I, I loved it. Learned so much, learned so much commercially, financially, you mean legal contracts and the meetings you you mean being out in the retail estate you kind of isolate it's just you and your, your guys and you, mm-hmm. you and your team yeah when you're in the office and you're in that camp and just roll you're then in in board meetings with like chief chief financial officers you mean yeah. they're talking about stuff like that <laughs> making making notes but you just you were such senior people yeah both at carphone and vodafone at the time in meetings working late i mean giving a green contract i mean negotiating and just learn honestly it's a Massive eye-opener, but learned so much in time. But I guess, like, you had all that retail experience dealing with people, so you're now bringing that into a different kind of set of people, I yeah, suppose. Exactly right, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. That, did, did that transfer across The, the, pe- like, the people stuff all, always works, but in the retail bit, you're always nice, encouraging, getting people to, to work well and, mm. and encouraging people to, to do well and, and being that pat on the back and telling them they're doing a good job, picking them up when things aren't so great. Yeah. When you're in that commercial role, you, you're kind of wearing two hats, so right. you're, you're representing Vodafone when yeah. you're in with your accounts. You've got to be tough. You've got some tough conversations because they want to get more money out of you and you want to yeah. probably pay a little bit less. And at the same time, when you then go back into Vodafone, you've got to be the hat of, of that of your, of your partner. You've got to fight their corner. You've got to okay. try and, right. try and benefit, get stuff to, to benefit them. So mutually, you get the beneficial stuff. So really interesting all being a account manager. Sometimes I really, really enjoyed and then I moved on from Carphone, dealt with Tesco's, right. Asda. Again, different, different dynamics. You're working with the big... A big business, Carphone, telecoms was their core business. Mm-hmm. You then get to Tesco. I mean, it's, 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 it's next to nothing because <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit of something to sell on the side. It's not like their, yeah. bread, their bread and butter stuff. So again, totally different environment. But again, Tesco hard negotiators, hard. hard I was going to say, like, what's the? Yeah, was there like a big difference between the sort of company cultures of oh. those big companies that you? Yeah, both tough, tough, nego- tough negotiators. Right. Um, yeah. but, but again, worked different different priorities in, in what, what they work with. But again, really interesting. I mean, seeing how a Tesco works to our uh, a, that's non telco to a, a car phone warehouse, which is predominantly um, predominantly telco. Well, one hundred percent telco back in those days. Yeah. Obviously, now it's transferred. Car phones are they're not even on the high street now. Yeah, I was going to say, gone. I don't, don't remember having seen them. Yeah, car phones <laughs> have gone from the high street now. That, right. That's changed. They've merged into Curry's, and even the car phone uh, brand yeah. within Curry's now has has kind of gone. Is is part of the part of the wider Curry's brand. So it's funny it's the car phone things. thing, isn't it? Like I remember when, you know, when phones first started coming out and obviously yeah. car phone warehouse, but it's funny they kept that name for so long, yeah, wasn't did. it? Even past, you know, obviously car phones being a thing because that yeah. was sort of the thing to begin with, wasn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. They used to have, um, <laughs> I don't know remember their big phone that they used to have, I think it's called Mobley yeah. or something. You'd enter their office and it used to, they had one sat on their, uh, their top of their head office, yeah, in Acton. And, you know, I used to go down there on a, Every week I'd be down in Acton, sitting down there meeting the guys. Yeah. But again, really interesting. And I love that account man- account management bit. And 
I did that for a, for a number of years and my plan then was not to go back into retail. Okay. My plan was to stay in that account management bit, but move on to become a sales manager. We okay. have a team of account managers and right. then you, you deal more senior within in. So I, I stuck at it, worked mm. hard and um, got, got the promotion and become a sales manager for the, right. for the, um, for distribution and, and grocers. So it's like Asda, Argos, Tesco, and we brought on Amazon and okay. all, all your distributors. So right. if you go into a little corner shop, you'll see a Vodafone SIM card there. Obviously mm. that's not put there by Vodafone because there's so many of them to deal mm. with. You deal with the distributor, mm. who then sub-distributes out to, the, to all those for you. So you, again, yeah. another uh, interested environment to work in with, with the dist yeah, distributors, yeah. But again, re really enjoyed that and it was a um, great, great role. But I think going back to what we said about before about, but I didn't have the skill set as an account manager, but I learned on the job and learned the skills. Yeah, yeah. Built them up. And then that set me in good stead then to be to be a good account manager, a really good account manager, and then being able to step up to become a, become a sales manager. Yeah, Which yeah. then you're managing a team of account managers. So then you're educating, developing, and, and training those guys on the, yeah, on yeah. the on the in their role as well. So yeah, really really enjoyed it. Good good um good times at Vodafone. What do you think? Like, because what's coming out to me is like what I'm really noticing is obviously your enthusiasm and hard work ethic and everything like that that you know you've had since you were 15 and probably before that. Like where where's that drive come from? <laughs> no, the um the hard work comes from the dad. My dad, yeah. he's a carpet fitter. Okay. Yeah, and right. he'd, he'd be, when I was a kid, you hardly see him. You know I mean, he'd be out out early in the morning, back late. When we back late, he'd be working on the house, getting stuff done on the house. Right. I mean, like laying patios. He's a jack of all trades. My dad, and he's just such a hard worker. And I think looking back, you, it's not something you notice, mm. but it's something you kind of you do notice subconsciously. Right, so it's yeah. kind of, I think it's just ingrained in you and I think you just, uh, you pick it up. So I hope my, my son's picked that up as well now. Yeah. So even at sort of 15, you were like, right, that's what I got Hard work, to. I think, you I mean, I'm, I'll be openly admitting I wasn't the brightest at school. You know, right, I wasn't yeah. the most kind of thing, oh, you mean, this guy's going to go far. I bet you the most enthusiastic. <laughs> but enthusiasm, hard work, hard drive. Work. That's yeah. what, yeah. I always say, if you haven't got one, have loads of the other. And sometimes that, that that's a, it's a nice conversation converse, combination because yeah. you can work you can work on the skill stuff. Yeah, it's, it's hard to work on enthusiasm and drive and hard work. You yeah, know, I think yeah. It's, it's, it's a difficult because it's more up here than it, it's more in your mind than it is. Than it yeah, is, and if you're else. enthusiastic, you're going to learn the skills. I mean, well, because you, you you want to. You, 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 you enthusiasm to learn, I think, yeah. um, is is really is really important. Always wanting to learn new skills learn something new, learn something different, whether that's, I'm gonna play golf now and I'm, I'm a fanatic about getting better. <laughs> and, I, and just learning, just learning new, yeah. just learning something new. Like, okay, well, that helps. Take it on board and you move with it. So yeah, definitely that. So, well, what about if, like, if someone's sitting listening to this and thinking, oh, I just don't feel that enthusiastic about what I'm doing or whatever it is. How do you, what do you say to someone that's like, I don't feel enthusiastic. How can someone become enthusiastic? Or? I, I would say, Find something that that drives your enthusiasm. Yeah. Now that might not necessarily might not necessarily be work. Mm. It could be something outside of work. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a good example of that. At the moment. Yeah. I won't mention any names, but we've we've got this uh, young lady who, who kind of works for a single mom, and she hasn't been very enthusiastic about her job over the last over the last couple of months. Okay. Um, this month she's absolutely flying, doing really well, smashing the targets. Right. Got a spring in a step when you see her, and I said to store manager, I said, I said, what's what's going on? So I got herself a fella. Goes up a boyfriend. Right. Okay. I was like, ah, oh, there's that. That's the light for the enthusiasm. Okay. So that yeah, now yeah. is that a knock-on effect to everything else? So I guess okay. that's the point. Is if you're in a, in a job, yeah, and you can't find the enthusiasm within the job, I guess you either got to look at the job and is it the right thing for you, 
but sometimes it might be you just haven't got the enthusiasm somewhere else. Okay. You know, you might yeah. be doing the, and sometimes that can spark just yourself and you, you I mean, my wife thinks I'm bonkers. I play golf or, <laughs> or play football, vets football, but that sort of stuff keep, gives me the energy. Yeah. And the work I do now, I love, gives me, so the enthusiasm is just combined across a, a number of, okay, and I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, sometimes my days when I'm like, I don't yeah, feel enthusiastic course, yeah. and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to drive to Hereford today and they've not had a good good week. But you, you can always, I always say, you can always find something, a positive or an enthusi- bit of enthusiasm somewhere in your life. Okay. And you just think about that and you go, oh yeah, okay. It just gives you that bit of a bit of a spark and okay, kind of like gets, gets, you, yeah. gets you up and running again. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be the work necessarily, but you, you should look at the work as, you know, is that actually what I want to be doing but, mm. but it could be that you just need something else in your life because yeah I guess like take it to kind of the other end of the extreme if you're just simply going and doing your job coming home sitting in front of the tv and not really doing anything then you're just going to gradually you know decrease your enthusiasm exactly, and motivation exactly right and sometimes it might, might be in the in the job I mean I, I I've got managers who obviously work work for me and they've been they go to the same store every day mm. open it up go home and I always think I mean I know when I was a store manager if I was doing that day in day out day in day out it, it can become a bit lethargic and you might right. lose some enthusiasm Yeah. so they do that but I always give them things to do on top of their day job so like Dale who runs my for store he looks after some more commercial stuff for me which he hadn't done before so I'm okay. educating him developing him hopefully giving him a little bit more enthusiasm into his day job so he's learning something new within his job he's doing now okay, so that right. gives him a little bit of enthusiasm hopefully within his, within his day job so he's yeah. learning something new and that's what we say to the store managers: always look at your teams as well. Right. So, is there something in your teams that they're coming in and doing the great job? Actually, can give me a little bit extra, so it just keeps the mind thinking about, oh, I've learned something new today. Okay, yeah. that's that's quite nice. They're going with a bit of a spring in their steps. I've learned something new. Yeah. There's nothing worse than having the mundane of doing the same thing day over, day over, day over. But in that day job, there's sometimes things you can find that are a little bit different, or you yeah. do something a little bit differently, or you can learn yeah. something a little bit differently. Mm. That again just sparks. That enthusiasm for a job you might think wasn't wasn't that isn't that great or isn't isn't driving your enthusiasm. Yeah, really. it just kind of adds another dimension to yeah, that gives job. Yeah, give you some, and, uh, some a little bit. And then I always think when you go when you said at the very start, what how did I learn and how did I learn stuff? It was the people that were learning me. Right, so I'm very okay. much like that. I'm yeah. hopefully now learning my guys new skills yeah. that they haven't they haven't got before. Now yeah. they might use that in their day job today. Brilliant. In yeah. two three years time, they might leave me and go and do something else. But if they take some of those skills with them, brilliant. Yeah, I've done, I've, I feel as I've done a bit of my job. Yeah, benefits everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, regardless of what they go on to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I suppose. And, yeah. I, and I think that's sometimes where people worry a little bit. Mm. You know, when you're training, you're developing people. You think, oh, I don't, I don't want to learn them too much because they'll they'll move on and they'll, yeah. they'll go and do something else. But <laughs> but I look at that as a positive. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. I, if I look back now and look at all the people who've worked for me, I always look on LinkedIn. What are they doing? What's their career? And I think. Oh, I've played a little bit part of well that. Well done. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. yeah, well done. You. I've, I've, hopefully, I've played a part in that. Yeah. Rather than they're still working for me after twenty years, I'm thinking, God. And then some <laughs> people like that, but I think actually, you, you want people to to progress and yeah, well, I do yeah. anyway. And, and also, like you never know how that's going to actually come back and benefit you in the future as well. You know, apart from that, like you said, that good feeling of knowing that you've played a a little part in in their progression as a person, as a human being. One day they might be you know, I don't know, managing some huge brand and come back and say, oh, Chris, you know, could you, could, could, could social communications help me with this exactly. huge project yeah, that we yeah, need yeah. to put in place? You just don't know, do you? No, you, so. you, and I think that's the thing. You never know, you never know what's around the around the corner. You see people that you've worked with have moved on and progressed, progressed their career and 
have transformed stuff and you I mean really really made a difference elsewhere and you think brilliant I, I love that and you've seen people who yeah. just if you like I'd say just chugged along but everybody's got their own journey yeah some people yeah. are that ambitious they want to move on and, and get to the pinnacle other people are happy just doing what they do but doing it really really well yeah and I think whichever way you look at it there's nothing there's nothing wrong with either, either of those two ways as long as you're doing doing everything to the, the, be, the, the best. best of your ability and uh, but, but, but again that goes back to me if you're going to do something yeah <laughs> my daughter's uh, training for a, well doing a GCSE mocks at the moment right yeah and I'm saying look she, her attitude is these aren't the real these aren't the real deal dad my real deal is next year yeah and I'm like yeah but give these your best shot do as best you can revise as hard as you can give do it your best mm. so when you come next year you do your best you're going to get a good result if you yeah. give it half-heartedly now it's going to be hard when you come to the yeah, year, come to yeah. your exams next year so I always say to my kids wherever you do apply yourself 100% don't 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 do things by half always nice. always apply yourself 100% nice nice so one thing I did before we get on to like the next bit of uh, you know well your account manager at, at Vodafone and everything I just wanted to come back because there was something in your bio that you sent me that sort of stuck out to me slightly where you're saying that you're at the sports shop and made a decision to pursue your passion of sales and customer experience and the experience bit stood out to me because you know a lot of people would have written customer service or something like that so is that customer experience thing something that was ingrained really early on in those early days at the sports shop as well rather than because that's a different slightly different thing isn't it it's subtle but mm. I, I think when you, you, you've got two different types of salespeople. for me you've, you've got the hard salesperson who's just going to sell you something and sell you what they want to sell you yeah or there's someone who's going to sell you something and, and but take interest in what you're mm -hmm. buying what you're buying it for what's what's the purpose where mm -hmm. are you going what, what you gonna what you're gonna do with it and to me they're the two bits is the sales and there's the ex for me this experience mm -hmm. so a customer comes into shop in, in a sports shop and says right i want a pair of shorts i go okay what size 32 right there you go take them to the till mm -hmm. that's to me that's just a transaction yeah yeah okay i've come in and, and some people might want that yeah but for me you come in and say oh where are you going on your oldies yeah oh, i'm going to mallorca oh brilliant you're going to magaluf yeah, I went there with that a couple of years ago. It was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and my mates are going, oh, you have a great time. Have you thought about, have you been to this place? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, that, that place is pretty cool as well. Have you got your T-shirts and that whilst you're there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I need some new T-shirts. Okay, let, let's go and have a look at, let's get something <laughs> matching up. So all of a sudden, you turn in, someone who's coming in just a transaction. For me, I'm now turning that to an ex, a bit of an experience for them because yeah. I'm, I'm talking to them. I'm taking interest in where they're going. Yeah. I'm taking interest in who, they, who they're going with. Are they yeah. going, with a, going with a family? At the same time, I'm also benefit from because I'm going to get some sales. I'm not just going to get a pair of shorts. Yeah. We're, going to, we're going to build the sales, but I want it to be a bit more of an experience in coming in. Yeah. It, if, if it's with me and we have, we have a good chat and you go out and you feel as though you've had a, a great conversation and you've got yeah. the stuff you need, brilliant. If you have a pair of shorts, even better. But hopefully, it feels a bit more like an experience yeah. than just going in a, a, a transaction. And that that was the that was my kind of sales technique was okay. to make it a bit of an experience when you come in and talk to Chris yeah. rather than it just being a, a, a trans a transaction. Yeah, and I found that okay. worked, really, worked really well. And, and I now take that into what we do today. Yeah. Is I think it's even more important whether whatever whatever business you work in, whether you work in a, in a, you're a restaurant, whether you work in a, in a, in a, in a phone shop like, like we do, whether mm. you just do what you're doing, if you can make an experience for a mm. person that comes in, I think it's just, you, you're giving a little bit extra. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a lot, it's, a, it's a lot more for the... For, for the person there, I think they remember it a lot more. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully that guy who sold them shorts will remember that conversation. Next time he wants yeah. something, hopefully he's going to come back and see me rather yeah. than go go to the next place. So I think experiencing in any, even more so now 
yeah. is, is so important. Yeah, it's what people, I think, are, are sort of, whether they realise it or not, are kind of crying out for, isn't it? It, it is. As experience, because it is. it's different to sitting, up, sitting at home and ordering something off Amazon, where, you know, it is purely a transaction. Mm. Um, and, but, and I think yeah. from a retail perspective, you're exactly right. It's even more important now, more than ever, because you're right. I can, if, if I'm going to buy a phone or a watch or, or a jumper, I can sit at home, go onto Amazon, click, 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 order it, and it's probably here, probably here tomorrow. Yeah. But that experience on Amazon is really good. It's really slick. It's quick. Yeah. It's probably yeah. three buttons, and you've, you've got it once, and it's delivered the next day by a guy. Now, from a retail perspective, if retailers aren't careful and don't create that experience in their stores for a customer to actually come to your store and go, mm. oh, that was nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That that guy in that store was, oh, Brad. He, he a really, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. That was quite nice. I, was, I enjoyed yeah. that. He showed me how to use my phone. I know how to use it correctly. I'm going out with it now. Brilliant. We, we've got to make, and I'll talk for myself at the moment, but we've got to make our retail experience an experience that customers yeah. want to come and experience yeah. rather yeah. than going onto the online and doing it because otherwise, further down the line, why would you? Why yeah, would you go? Why would yeah. you go to the high street in, in general? Well, and actually, that's uh, that loops back nicely to how we actually met in the first place, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, how yeah. we got in contact? Because mm. I, you know, I I changed my my phone contract over to Vodafone in in your Hereford store, and like it was such a good experience with, with one of the sales guys there that um, yeah, I was kind of blown away by it. Actually, I came out and I, was, I I felt good, like felt like I'd had a good a good exchange and a good experience. And when he emailed, I felt compelled to sort of say, look, just wanted to say how good that was and, and everything. And obviously he passed that on to you and yeah. uh, and stuff. But and, that, and that's what we try and try and do. So one is the experience for, for our customers. And we we kind of have two, if you like, two customers that come in, into the Vodafone store. We have our, our business customers who want a phone for business. And if mm. That's what they want to use it for. And we have our consumer customers who want to use it for, for, for day-to-day stuff. And mm. there's similar needs, but there's, different needs as well. Mm. One of the areas we're trying to tap into is, is the local businesses and mm. give them give them a, a level of service that potentially they might not get right, from, yeah. from networks, from either EEO2 or wherever that might be. Yeah. And what I do now, and again, this is going back to the experience bit, is that when we have a business customer that comes into store, we always say, look, have you got a business card? Say, yeah. yeah. Do you mind if you have it? Yeah. And then they, the store then pass it on to me. And then I will then personally email that business and say, look, just want to say, thanks for popping in. Thanks for popping into the store. Thanks for choosing us. Just want to explain who we are. We're Social Communications. We're a yeah. local franchise. We run the store. We're a local business. Just want to say thanks. If you need anything, you know where we are. Pop, pop back in. Right, nice. That's probably a different experience than you would get from, from somewhere else. And yeah, that's what yeah. we're, again, what we're trying to create is just that a little bit of a different experience. So you think, you might got the email from me. I thought, oh, well, that was, that, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that was quite nice. Yeah, thank, thanks a lot. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. then we stick in your in your mind for next time you need something. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's funny because I've been saying that to my team for quite a while. Like when we go out and, you know, film, you know, go, go and produce a film for someone, we're going into their business. That is an experience for them because, you know, most people haven't experienced being in a video and all that, that whole process that goes with it. So we've got to make it into this great experience, not just coming in and being like, right, okay, we've got to film here, here, here. And we're out. Mm. It's got to be like a whole a whole thing but yeah, yeah. So making feel, people feel part of that experience is even better mm. so they'll go home they'll talk about it if you just go in and do your filming in and out the guy where these filming guys in today what they're doing I don't know just yeah. come do some videos yeah. well actually they came in oh man it's so, it's so interesting I've learned something about the cameras and interesting how they do stuff you know I mean and they go yeah. and they, they talk about that and then they might talk about somebody else and all of a sudden some business might come your way or if not anything yeah. 
you've probably learned somebody else something new yeah, in, yeah. in that day, which again, for me, I feel kind of good about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I was going to say, like when you're talking about, you know, the, the example that you gave of someone coming in for their pair of shorts for their holiday and stuff, actually, you're also sort of driving your own enthusiasm because you're creating an experience for yourself as well. Yeah. So that it's not just, oh, 15 people came in today and we did a transaction on a pair of shorts. It's like, actually, you're having a richer experience and that's probably driving your enthusiasm for the job oh, even more. 100%. And that's what I say to the guys in, in my stores today. I say, if you're in store, just have, have a conversation with the customer. Find yeah. when you, when you, they've come in for a phone, brilliant. But have a conversation with them. Yeah. Find out about them. Find out about the kids. Find out about they going on holidays. Are they going with, obviously, when lockdown was on, we talked to a lot of people about lockdown. Just yeah. One, because it's, it's, it's good from a customer because you, you have a chat about stuff. Yeah. But secondly, it's just more interesting. And, yeah. and that's, that's what I look for now when we recruit. We're not looking for the best salespeople. We're yeah. looking for the people who can just have a great conversation. Right, who can just yeah. talk. You know, yeah, I mean, start, yeah. yeah, can just, just have a conversation because customers love it. Yeah. And the amount of customers you get come back, just, just coming for a chat most of the time now. <laughs> and we're not, I mean, I'm in the Hereford store occasionally, but I, I work probably in there once a week. Yeah. And I guarantee every time I'm in there, I see somebody come back in that I've seen at some point before. Right. And they just okay. come back in, oh, just give me a hand with this phone. I've got, just got a quick question. Yeah, no problem. Come back yeah. in. Because we're creating that, that hub now for, for an experience, but actually people will come in and just, just, just come in for a, a chat. Yeah. And, and, yeah but most of nice. the time they want, they want something or they might buy something. If they don't, no problem. But creating that, again, that experience, but recruiting people who can just have a great conversation, mm. who can just talk to people, I think um, help, helps 100% with sales. It's, a, it's an art, isn't it? The whole conversation thing. It is. Like, you know, actually like being able to start a conversation in the first place. Mm. And, you know, what would you say to someone who kind of feels a bit shy of starting a conversation, doesn't know where to start? Like what's a good kind of in, if you like? I'd always talk about something that that, that customer might be interested in. I mean, normally family, kids. Mm. I mean, that sort of thing's normally a, a, good, a good conversation. Holidays. Yeah. Where, where there's always a, always, yeah. always a, where there's always a classic. No, it's a bit great today. It looks like it's going to brighten up later. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then they always say, oh yeah, I hope so. I'm going away the weekend. So yeah. you normally find a, a comment normally yeah. leads into another comment, and then that just just the conversations then flow. I think the 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 dangers at the minute is the way people communicate in general. I okay. mean, a lot of people, especially the younger like the younger generation. I mean, my my daughter doesn't really phone anybody. I mean, she's 15, right? Yeah. So yeah. on TikTok, Instagram, it's always instant message. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's my, all my worries. When people, those start to move into jobs, mm. is how, they get, how are they going to communicate, especially in a retail job, mm. communicate with, with, with yeah, people. Yeah. It's, it's a, like you say, it's maybe a dying art that people just need to be, um, need to be aware of. So again, when, we, when we're interviewing people, we have competency-based questions, but a lot of people, the managers just take them for coffee and just have a chat. Right, well, okay. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. so can, can they open up and have a, have a great conversation? If they can, okay. then obviously we, we tend to look for those kind of people. But but you're right, starting a conversation. You, I mean, they, they probably do it with their mates, and that's what we say. Customers in store, talk to them like yeah, yeah. like yeah. like, like yeah. your mates to a certain extent about yeah, you know, where yeah. you're going to hold here, what you got planned this week, what you got planned this weekend's always a good one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going away for the weekend. Oh, where are you going? Oh, we're just heading down to um, down to Bournemouth. Oh, amazing! I've been there. It's really nice. It's, or <laughs> I've never been there. What's it like? It's all just yeah. you're, you're in conversation. And yeah. then you can talk about this, what they've come in for. This, this, if you like the selling, you, you can, do, you can, you can do that. You can tag that bit onto the, onto the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and I suppose that kind of, um, yeah. I mean, that that good experience overall, obviously, is going to make them want to come back 
to even more, but it's kind of like you have a memory of like like the guy who served me. I can still remember. I think he was doing some music and you know wanted to get more into music and was maybe teaching guitar or playing it, learning guitar or something like that. You know, you, so you have this kind of like almost attachment to that that store, then, don't you? Mm. Just because you know something about that person a bit more. So. And you do. We do find when you stop. One thing I've learned about people: a lot of people do like to talk about themselves. Yeah, they do like yeah. to tell you a lot. Once yeah, yeah. they're relaxed, all of a yeah. sudden they're shh. And some of the stuff we get told now, and they're such a lot. Wow. I mean, I got divorced. I mean, I mean you hear so you, they, because they're just relaxed. Yeah, but but yeah, they want yeah. but they're having a great conversation with you. And they, yeah. when, when, when I said to God, I said, when you've got a customer who's, who's opened up that much to you, you know that you, you've got a great relationship with that customer now. So yeah, yeah. the selling side of things, you don't even need to sell now because you, you've got a great conversation, a great relationship. And, People love talking yeah. about themselves. Love telling you, they love telling you about telling you, some of the stuff I could tell you. A little example, I was on a chat with a guy the other day and um, he had a, a, he used to sell safes. Right, okay. And I was, I was, I was quite interesting. So yeah. I was, then we were talking about safes and he told me about how he sold the business. Now he sells watches. I was right. like, oh, what watches do you sell? <laughs> talking about, and he just, just and then he, 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 he what are you coming for? We helped him and away he went, but we just had a great conversation. It's, yeah. And I find that really, I love, I love that kind of stuff from in shop. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Good. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> Cool. Well, let's go back to your uh, your career journey a little bit then, yeah. so we can get to the bit where you uh, you know got to where you are <laughs> now. But <laughs> so yeah, we were at account manager and working your way up to yeah, sort of sales manager, um, and then the head of retail at the time said we, we we've got a vacancy back in retail. And I was like, oh. the, the the longer long term plan was always go back to retail, right? But not not that soon. Okay. Probably three or four years down the line. But again, an opportunity came up as a divisional manager, and they don't come up very often. Yeah. So I was like, mm, "This is this is the chance to get back to retail." So I, I took I took it, went, went back, went back right. into into retail as a divisional manager. Okay. Um, again, not been in retail for a while, but obviously had the retail skills. So so I, I did that. Uh, really really enjoyed it. Big patch. So we covered from the Midlands all the way down as far down as Truro, uh, Penzance, all the way across the Dover. All that so around the outskirts. And so a big, big old patch. Um, eight regional managers. So, right. Um, Again, totally different. I had to learn new stuff because I'd been yeah. in retail before, but as a regional manager, yeah. learned to become a senior manager within Vodafone. So I've got the senior management experience now and managing managers, if you like. Right, okay. So yeah. just translating that back into the retail skills that are, that yeah. I knew um, and really enjoyed it. Really, yeah. really, had a really, really good time. Stressful, hard work, probably, yeah. probably one of the hardest jobs I've had. Yeah, really. Just because there's a lot of stuff that goes on that's out of your control. Right. Yeah, you know, okay. 100, 120 stores. There's always yeah. something going wrong or something, and it's always your responsibility. If you're like the head of that that that, that division, um, even though you weren't directly responsible for it. So, really interested and loved it. And then Vodafone was starting to transition their stores from being company run to franchise run. Okay. Um, and they'd, they'd started that process, and I was involved in that process and enjoying it again, mm -hmm. learning franchise. Um, and then the head of retail came to me and said. Look, we, we want to take divisions down to two divisions mm -hmm. from three, but we want you to go and head up the head up the franchise bit. I was okay. like, I know nothing about franchise. <laughs> That's he's, like, he's like, we know, but you've got the skill set that, yeah. that we're looking for. You can go and learn the franchise bit. Yeah. Um, you've you've got the partner experience from from being in looking after Tesco's and that, which is a similar kind of thing, managing relationships in franchises, managing mm -hmm. relationship with business owners rather than managing managers yeah. so um i did that i had a few contacts in franchise that i knew so i went and spoke to a few people got my skill set up learned a little bit about it and the, the plan was to accelerate the accelerate the program okay. and get the program up and running really really quick and start converting more and more stores which which is what we, which is what we did 
right. and that was kind of my goal in the first year was to to, to accelerate the accelerate the growth, which well, is what we did. Why uh, why do they choose to go from company run stores to franchise? So if you if you look at um, O2, if you look at a lot of big businesses in the UK, McDonald's, Burger King, mm. Costa Coffee, Starbucks, O2, EE, a lot of those stores are, that well, they're all franchised. Mm. And I guess how the model works is you haven't got the operating costs then of, of that of that store. Mm. You've got a business owner who goes in there and it's their livelihood on those mm. stores. Right. So okay. you so you get a bit of a win win. You get a bit of offload a bit of opex. You offload a bit of cost. Okay. And you get an increase in performance. Okay. So it's a bit of a right. bit of a win-win for the for the franchise or who, who decides gotcha. to franchise franchise. Okay. So I think yeah. Vodafone got obviously a number of stores across across the UK. Um, obviously, every big business has got got cost challenges all of the time. Yeah, retail's a, a big cost on any on any business. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's a good opportunity for them to and a lot of the other operating countries are already at franchise model anyway. The UK is one of the right. only ones that hadn't done it, so they were just kind of falling in line with the um. Yeah. With the rest of business. Okay. So you go into a store today, a Vodafone store, you wouldn't know whether it's company owned or franchise owned. No, I, I didn't. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't and, that, and that's the art of it, is, is, is <laughs> yeah. having that where you go in, it looks, it feels, it smells, it's in McDonald's, exactly yeah, the same. Yeah. But it's, um, it, it's, it's franchise run. So good opportunity for people to become entrepreneurs with a, yeah, with a global yeah, yeah. brand behind them. Um, and majority with internal at time was going after store managers we thought could, could look after their stores and run them, create an opportunity to become business owners. Um, and it's, it, it was good. Yeah. Really, really good. And we, we accelerated the program because Vodafone, Global Brand, the way the, the program run was really, really good. Mm. So, um, yeah, it did, did really well. We, we managed to get a lot of stores away in a, in a short short space of time, okay. as well as make sure the program was right, make sure we got the infrastructure correct, make sure we, we paired up the stores in local areas correctly, mm. rather than, I don't know, a franchise owner having a store on the South Coast and having a store in Scotland. Right, yeah, so that yeah, doesn't make yeah. any sense from a franchisee <laughs> yeah. perspective. So we put a lot of structure in place to get that up and running. And, um, Really, really good. Re- again, learned loads of new stuff about franchise, yeah. about running your own business around P&Ls, around um, staffing, HR, all the stuff yeah. that you kind of know about. But when you're in and you, you're recruiting people into that and they're doing business presentations, you've got to make sure they've got the bank support. You've got to make sure they've got good HR business, they've got good accountancy yeah. firm, bookkeeping. I mean, a lot a lot of stuff where you, you know yourself yeah. goes into running your own business. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be a, a bit of a jack of, jack of all trades, really. So yeah. Yeah. really enjoyed that. That that kind of that kind of concept and doing it and it was a the plan was it was a short stint role so it was mm-hmm. a plan to go in accelerate it right um, and then that role would when it got to a point would would kind of come out okay um, and the stores would then drop into divisional structure so that's okay. kind of what, where I went in and did okay and then so what led you to then becoming one of the franchises yes owners? and going from um, <laughs> from one one side to the other so I'd, I'd done the job and I've, I've I found it really interesting yeah. and I thought wow it's a, it's a good opportunity to for me to branch out and become become myself, become my own business owner. Right, okay. With something that I'm comfortable with. So not okay. starting something completely yeah, fresh. Yeah. Um, my role was coming to an end. That was head of franchise role at Vodafone was coming to an end. So I had a couple of choices. I could stay and apply for different roles within in Vodafone, mm. which probably I would have been okay with. I could have, could have stayed there. Or I had the chance to free myself from a big corporate that yeah. had been there for what, 15 years I think I've been there for yeah. and learned so much and very grateful for all the opportunities I've been given to take all that stuff and now go and run my own, go and run my own business. Yeah, um, yeah. cool. So that was the opportunity. Um, so I left Vodafone in the, in the two, December 2009. There's a yeah. couple of other jobs in the background um, yeah. that I was kind of, kind of looking at. I wasn't going back to become a franchise owner until later on that year. Um, mm-hmm. 
that was going to be in the October because just the way the stores were and the stores becoming available, I wanted to take. In 2019, this is 2019. 2020. So it's been 2020, yeah. So I left at December 2019. Yeah. The plan then was to get an interim job for for six months. Okay. Um, And then go and be a, set up my own business to become a franchisee at at the back end of the year. Gotcha. So I, um, I'll just, again, yeah. there's a lot of fate and a lot of stuff that happens in, in my career. That's a bit, a bit a bit odd, but I'd applied for a few few positions and um, I'd applied for a head of trading role at PDSA, which is a right. chari- charity organisation. Okay. Um, and then I had a phone call just for Christmas. We'd, we'd like to come in and see us. I was like, oh, no, I need a bit of time off because I've worked solid. <laughs> you know I mean, from 16, like that, I was going to have a few months off, just chill out a little bit and then maybe get back into it. I said, ah, oh, okay. I said, I'll come to you. So I went over to Telford where they was based. Um, had the interview. Um, following day, said, "Look, we want you to join us." I was like, oh, <laughs> "When can you start?" I was like, oh, I, I was thinking around a bit of time off for a bit because I've like worked, and so I went to start in January. It's a six-month contract. We and I was like, oh. "Okay," I said, "Okay, I'll, 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 I'll come, I'll come and join you." So I started there in January. The plan was for it to be for uh, six months, right. and I thought perfect. They wanted the commitment for me. I'd give six months. Okay. Um, so if they knew what I was going off to do. I said, yeah, yeah. I'll, gi- I'll give you the six months. I won't, I won't leave early. I'll, mm. I'll give you the, the six months. So joined there in the, in the January with the plan was to go through to the, to the June, July, mm. and then I'd leave my six-month contract there, have a little bit of a summer break, spend mm. it with the family, and then start the franchise in, um, in October. Gotcha. That was the plan. <laughs> that was the plan, and that plan was going so well. January, I went into the new job, really enjoyed it. You know what I mean, yeah. again, working for a charity, totally different yeah, yeah. I mean, every single penny counts and yeah. that's what excited me about going there so could i make a difference for a charity yeah. and help help them in in a, in a job role there so the head yeah. of trading role i was looking after insurance they did insurance and yeah. and they're looking at um their their pharmacy pharmacy bit again knew nothing about insurance yeah. i learned so much about insurance in like in like three weeks <laughs> now i'm like an expert on on, ex, on insurance and policies um but yeah learned, learned so much again but learning new skills yeah yeah. I had the skill set learned new skills and again learned, learned some, some good stuff and obviously then COVID hit yeah in the in the in the march and um, because again charities looking after money this was before obviously the furlough stuff came along yeah they was looking at every penny they'd thought they'd forecast potentially what might yeah. happen with store closures and stuff. I'm just going to have to grab the door, so okay, yeah. <laughs> I think we've got a parcel delivery. I'll put it on pause. Okay, we're back, right, so parcel delivery. Right, nice. carry on. Can you remember where you were? Um, <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to fall down, wasn't We it? were on, um, oh yeah, it was March, COVID hit. Oh yeah, and, uh, so, yeah, yeah. so because I was um, an interim, yeah. obviously charities obviously were looking at their money, obviously, Money so so important to them, so obviously had to look across their business and look at where they could shave shave some cost savings just in case worst yeah. hit where stores would close etc. Um, obviously, I'd only been there a couple of months, so I was one of the ones that that kind of moved on. So yeah, um, got my break yeah. that I wanted, yeah, yeah. Which, which was good. And then obviously <laughs> then COVID hit and lockdown, and then it was just a it's a it's a, it a stressful stressful summer. Yeah, yeah. stressful yeah. summer obviously with not knowing what's going on with retail, knowing I'm going into a job that. I don't well. I don't know what the job's going to be. When it come, come. Um, if it's going to come, come October, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so the, the stores were there secured for me, so I right, knew, okay. and my business was set up. So okay. I, was, I was, I was kind of ready to go. But you just, you start having second thoughts. Yeah. I mean, you've got the comfort blanket of working for a big corporate for a number of years around you. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm in no man's land. Yeah. No job. No income. No income yeah, coming yeah. in. And in COVID, and you don't know what the future holds. 
Yeah. So it's a bit of a. Oh, well, it's just gone. Uh, yeah, I've got flipped. Crazy. Flipped, flipped, <laughs> yeah. up, flipped upside down. Yeah. yeah, in yeah. Space. Very, very stressful. But um, we got through it. Yeah. Mm. We, we, we got through I did a lot of running. <laughs> right. A lot of running. <laughs> routines. I mean, it's, the benefits I was, at, I was at home. Obviously, the kids were at home. So I was homeschooling. I was a teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Much to my uh, son, son and daughter's dismay. They thought it was going <laughs> to And I was very regimented. So there was up at half past eight I was in the classroom for nine o'clock I was working I was having the breaks it's like being at school I made it I made it like at school and to be fair when I look back I was probably a bit tough but at the end of Covid when we we went the kids went back to school we we sat down with my son he's, he's 10 now and uh, we got all his workouts I've got the photos I'm like all this pile of work that we've done yeah and he's like I said that's one for the one for the scrapbooks when we're um, when we're older. So yeah, so that was that was all the kind of the COVID stuff, just, yeah, yeah. just at home, kind of right, working yeah. on the business and thinking about what I was going to do, plans and stuff. And then I took my first store um, as a franchisee with the Vodafone. So going poacher come gamekeeper, I think. Yeah, or yeah. Gamekeeper come poacher, whichever okay. it is. So you took on one store at a time, sort of thing. Well, so the, the plan was to have three stores. Yeah. So Hereford, Gloucester, Ross. Yeah. The plan was uh, Hereford, October, Ross, November. Gloucester December. Oh right. So that okay. was the plan. So three yeah, stores yeah. staggered and then we'd, we'd be up. So we'd mm. have the have the have the three stores. Okay. Um so October, all went to plan. First store went live, Hereford. Yeah. Amazing. Team were really responsive. Um moving from working for Vodafone to working working for me. Which, yeah. Which was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um and then old COVID hit again. They closed yeah. closed <laughs> us in November. So I took Ross on the first of November, we was closed. So um I then got Ross moved across. Obviously, store store wasn't open. Yeah. Um, I then went to Vodafone and said, "Look, I, c- I can't take Gloucester. It's too much of a risk now with with everything that's going on. I just don't know what, what's around the corner." Yeah, yeah. I said, "Once once you bring the staff across, obviously they're your responsibility. You, yeah. All their wages. Yeah, yeah, running yeah, cost of stores will yeah. come across. I've got the the stress of Hereford and Ross. Um, obviously, Gloucester December. So I put that on hold. I said, "I'm going to have to put that on hold, defer it out." And Vodafone were brilliant about it. They said, "Yeah, right. We kind of get it. We, we understand. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll put it on hold for you for for the other side of." Um, or the other side of Christmas, right, which was okay. a plan. Yeah, yeah. And obviously then we got to December and old Boris shut us again. <laughs> yeah. So the, the stress levels were, were raised again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I took on a new business, two new stores in, and I'd had two, what we'd had, October and November and December. So two, two months trade and then we were closed. <laughs> January, February, March, and then most of um, most of April. <sighs> yeah, so it was, uh, it was stressful. But yeah. furlough, you know, I mean, the furlough payments from the, from the government is what, what kind of got you through? Got, got, yeah, got us, got got us through. Came at the end with with a little. We'd made it. We'd, we'd done all right in the October, the first month. We'd done all yeah. right in December. So the little bit of profit we'd made helped us get through. Helped me keep paying the staff. Keep mm. we didn't lose any guys. Kept them pay, pay them. I committed to paying them a hundred percent for January, mm. February, March for the first three months because obviously I was very conscious of of them coming and moving across yeah, the corporate. Yeah. And I think worst thing for me was. We open back up and I lose losing mm. guys. I looked after them during that time. So again, looking after them regular calls. We had quiz yeah. nights, keeping them engaged, but but keeping them um, within the in the team and making them feel yeah, part yeah. of the team, and feel engaged. Um, then we back opened April, so I didn't take Gloucester. I, you know, I said like, I need Gloucester on the yeah. back because I didn't you know, <laughs> just so you know what's around the corner. Um, so then we had May, June, July, August, and then I think Gloucester come on board in the September, which was okay. September twenty one. Okay. So then by then we got the three stores and then right, fingers okay. crossed now, touch wood. No, yeah. You're up and running. Yeah. We're up and running and we've got got the three stores. So yeah, nice. it's, it's been it's been a bumpy, bumpy experience. Yeah. I think if you can start out in that time, you're well, going to be uh, yeah, pretty resilient to anything else uh, and, that comes along your and, way. And, and, that, and that's the thing now. So even when you have, you have bad days now and you, you don't have the days you expect and, and that you just think, you think, well, I'm lucky that I've got a, I've got a business, which is yeah. good. Um, I've got a great team of employees. 
yeah. great great stores we're hopefully creating a great experience for our customers that come in so um there's a there's a there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot, there's a lot more positives and you talk about yeah. enthusiasm <laughs> yeah. there's a lot more enthusiasm and a lot more enthusiastic things to be enthusiastic about yeah. than, than the negatives now so yeah just, yeah just, just got to build on that now and uh, can, hopefully it continues and then sort of so apart from you know the ups and downs and everything how are you finding it then being out of big corporate and now running your own thing um I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do miss some stuff. Yeah. Because in, in a corporate, it's kind of, <clears throat> when you've worked there, it's kind of intense. Right. You mean day to day is intense when you're yeah. in senior roles in the big corporates. I mean, there's not a day goes past when you, you're not up early, you're, you're finishing late. So I, I sometimes I miss that intensity. Right. Okay. But what I try and create, I try and create the intensity into my business. Yeah. So if I've got the workloads not as much as it would have been, yeah. then what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. So it cram if so if it like it crams into a day, so okay. I've got to be like a day of like you know full full metal full <laughs> on it, in and out spreadsheets, creating that intensity for myself. Okay, and then I'll All have right. like the next day I'll have like okay, so I, I still need that for me. I yeah, need that yeah. intensity and that that you know I mean that full, full on stuff. Interesting. So, oh, I, I miss that little bit. I like the freedom of I need a day off. Oh, I ain't got to fill in a form or <laughs> or yeah. somebody I can, I can have a day off or I need to drop the kids to school. Yeah. It gives me that 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 work life balance, which was great at Vodafone. Is even is even more is even more so now. So um, do you, right, do you find it difficult? Sort of, uh, I don't know if you ever like you know take a day off and go and play golf or you can't switch off in the day in in the week. But do you yeah. find it hard, sort of, coming out of the sort of you know nine to five or whatever it was, like seven till seven probably. <laughs> Like, do you find it sort of hard, sort of thinking, oh, I should be at work when I'm playing golf, kind of thing? Or you, you, uh, you do. Yeah. But I'm very conscious of that in myself, yeah. <clears throat> and I don't want to be get that out of the way. So I talk a lot about the intensity. That's really yeah. important to me. Right. Rather than going off and you know, you're right. I could just say I'm going to go and play golf every day, or yeah, go for a walk every day. Not, not you know. But then the wheels start to fall off, and you in yourself. I'm, I'm not that person. Yeah. Yeah. So if I if I was to have a morning off and, and play golf. Then that evening, I'd probably work till nine o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'd go yeah. in my head, I'm going, right, I've had some time off here, but actually yeah. I've worked over there. So I'm in my head, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of playing myself off against each other. And, and that, that's, that's kind of how I, how, how I do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I take, take a few days off, if we go away, much to my wife's disgruntlement, I always take my laptop with me. Right. Yeah. And she's like, where have we got your laptop? Well, because so, so I'm still up at six. I get up at six every morning. I'm still in corporate. I'm up at six every morning. Yeah. And I, I, I don't get to bed till probably half 10 on right. the night. Don't okay. tend to work so much late now, but if I'm up at six in the morning oh, and I've got some bits to do, I'll get my laptop out, I'll check my emails. I'm, I'm up early doing it. When we're away, works, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. We went away last, last week, Wednesday to Sunday, yeah. down, to, down to Bournemouth for a, for a week. I took my laptop. Right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was up. Stood in my conference call on a Friday with my team. And some people might think that's a bit weird. So like saying, well, you've got to step away from the business. Yeah, but in my mind... I've still got to be working in my business. I've still got to be conscious that I'm doing, I'm adding value and I'm, I'm doing stuff. Right, yeah. It's a bit yeah. of a, my wife doesn't get it, but it's just, that's just, I think it's just been hard work, enthusiasm, yeah. the drive, <laughs> it's, it's in there and you can't, you can't shake it. You can't yeah, shake it. Yeah. We're going to Turkey for two weeks in the summer. My wife says, you are not taking your laptop. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to have to take my laptop because being away for 14 nights. Relax. First seven days, I'll be all right. I can chill out. But then I'll start getting itchy. Not getting twitchy, and I've got, I've got to. I'll have to film my stuff. I'll have to. Yeah. But yeah. I probably won't speak to the guys, but we'll speak on WhatsApp, which you can do now. You go, how's it going? Things all right? Yeah. But I still need that. 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 And it, I get my energy from from the, the work and the, the intensity of, of doing stuff. If that right. Makes sense. Okay. No, no, it does. Yeah. yeah. I can switch yeah. off, but 
not for long, not for long periods. I think if I switch off for long periods, you kind of, I, I tend to slow down and that's not, that's just not me. Yeah, you don't want it and uh, yeah, fair, no, that's fair enough and I think it's, yeah, it's good to, I think, be able to just, oh, like I said, you know, about when you were, you were much younger and self-awareness and things, to sort of say, well, yeah, like I, I get my energy from doing the work because I, I think I know what you mean uh, to some extent, actually. I mm. think I... I hadn't really thought about it quite that way before, but yeah, it's a it's an, a useful way to look at it because actually, if you sometimes if you just do a bit of work, it, a it gets it off your mind. Yeah, you don't have it stacking up, but b yeah, maybe it does energise you a little bit, and maybe that's all right, you know. You but but I think that's why you see a lot of people start. <clears throat> Get back to my dad. He retired last last Christmas, I think it was, or Christmas before. Yeah. Carpet fair. Been doing it for forty odd years, and um, and he retired. And when he retired, what was the first thing he did? When I bought a new van, I was like, Dad, why have you bought a van? It's like, well, you know, I might need it. Uh, next thing I know, he's doing carpets. He's yeah. retired, but he's still doing it. He's still doing a few little yeah, bits. Yeah, doing yeah. little bits because he's got to keep. He goes, if yeah. you don't do some that, he goes, you sit in front of the telly all day, and my mind will just start to seize up. Now, I guess as you get older, you do start to balance it out a little bit. Mm. But I've seen so many people who've worked to, not to the bone, but go, go a steady job, you know, worked, mm. and then they retire. And all of a sudden, in that 12 months past retirement, when they're not doing they just seem to age yeah. so quick. Yeah, yeah, and they slow yeah. down so quick. So I think it's a real balancing act of, for me, is you graft and you work really hard when you're young and you, you, you put the, you, where you can, you've got the energy to put the hours in. Yeah. And then as you gradually get older, you, you kind of, you, you, you slow it down a little bit, but you, you slow it down to your level. Yeah, so that you, yeah. So you don't slow down completely and all of a sudden become old. And, yeah, and, no, absolutely. You know I mean, it's, you, you have different things in life. You mean you might want to go on a few holidays, or you might want to play golf. Yeah, but, yeah. but that's the thing. But you still, I, think, I still think you need the, the the work ethic to keep you ticking over. Yeah, I think for me, it's not about retiring. It's about getting to the stage where you can choose to work or not. Ex- ex- exactly, think, isn't it? Exactly you know? what I, exactly what I'm saying. See, people say I want to retire at 55. Okay, what you can do for the next 30, 40, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 40 years after that? I'd, I'd yeah, be the same. Yeah. I'd, I want to be able to perhaps get to a point where you choose what you do and what you don't do and yeah. then you can do the stuff with your kids or with your wife and, and stuff and yeah yeah or you might I mean, my kids now are 15 and 10 my daughter plays golf my son plays football so try and spend some time with them so it gives me the time to yeah. finish work early to go and do the take my daughter on the golf course on evening practice yeah in three years time she didn't want me walking around the golf course with her she's 18 <laughs> yeah. so i might say okay i might then you then plug some more time into into what you want to. You might flip back to the business yeah. side of things, and that is. I think it depends on what your work life and what you've got going on at particular times, due, during your life. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. important. Bit. Um, just quickly on the sort of uh, franchise thing, because um, I've always heard that you know having a franchise is a an excellent way to sort of get into business because you, you you've got things that you know got the support of the big company and they've got the structure and everything. Um, that, that you can learn from and everything. So would you sort of recommend that as a, a good way for people to, you know, get started if they, you know, if they listen to this and don't have a business yet, or if they maybe have a business and fancy a, a second yeah. business, you know, is, would you recommend it as a good good thing to do? Definitely, yeah. I think franchising is a good thing to get into. <coughs> I think there's, there's different elements of franchising. You've got your top end, which is your McDonald's, I mean, which right. costs you a lot of money to get into. Right. Or you've got your down your low end, which is probably your cleaning businesses or your, your coffee van driving around. There's, there's yeah, various yeah. different levels on, depending on what role you want to play within that business yeah. and your, your kind of investment levels. Yeah. Now, if you want to think, actually, something for me I want to do, then some of the coffee vans are an amazing 
franchise opportunity. And there's, if you go onto some of the websites, there's franchise exhibitions. I think there's one on in London next week, which is very London-centric based, but then they always have one at the NEC. Okay. And there's lots of businesses now franchising. I think mm. the one thing I'd say is look for something that you've got interest in. Potentially, mm-hmm. like I've worked for Vodafone, so it's a natural progression for yeah. me to get into stock. So I've got that that yeah. drive, and I understand understand the business. Yeah, um, and think about what you want, what what you want to play in that business, what role you want to play. Do you want to be the business owner, and you want to have people working for you, which is what I've got. Yeah, or do you want to be that franchisee who goes in and wants to be that franchisee who wants to be that manager driving the coffee van and dealing right. with customers? Okay. Customers yeah, yeah. There's, there's two elements, two okay. various different elements to it, and there's various different franchise opportunities. Depend gotcha. on what you what you want to get into, but just just do your research if you're thinking about yeah. franchise. Do your research into it. Mm-hmm. Do a background check. Do background checks on the company. So there are some smaller companies out there. Yeah. Understand the costs that mm-hmm. is going to going to cost you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with Vodafone, with the one when I went with Vodafone, the stores were set stores. I mean, they've they've been there for a while. They're mm-hmm. stores that have run and operated, and just mm-hmm. moved across to me. Not a lot of franchise opportunities that you'll take. It'll be a brand new site mm. in a brand new location, so there is always that element of of risk. So yeah. just just make sure you've done you've done your research on where that store is going to be located, <coughs> the the demographics in that that mm. area, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just make, I'd say if you're ever going to go into into any business on your own, just make sure you do the um do the research. But there's plenty there's plenty of opportunity out there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Fr- sure. I mean, franchising and and just doing it doing doing your own business. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well. Thank you. It's been uh, been been really interesting, and uh, I'm feeling pretty pumped and enthusiastic. I think that's the thing I say is just got to be enthusiastic in anything. But yeah. I've, I've got doing the job I do now is I've, I've got a bit of spare time. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's any if there's any charities out there that that would like some support or some help from okay. from my experience, I'd offer yeah. that free of charge to go in and give give them a hand. If anybody okay, that cool. wants to talk about franchising or anything like that, understand anything, yeah, I'm more yeah. than happy to give up um, some time to help people. All right, along the way, that's, that's really generous. So if they come to see you at uh, SirshaCommunications.com, yeah, if you go on that, there's a little bit of uh, get in touch at the bottom of the page. Yeah, get in touch. That if you just like, we'd like to have a chat with you about helping us with um, some charity work or some retail yeah. stuff. We'll just pick your brains on some bits and bobs. They're more than happy just to pop in. I'm happy to do Skype calls or video calls or if it's sure. in the local area, I'm pretty local so I can yeah. pick up on my stores. But yeah, any, any any experience I've got that I've learned along the way, if yeah. I can help somebody yeah, with their yeah. business, then I'm more than happy to, to right. share what I can. Okay, thanks. Yeah. And uh, you're on the Twitter, Sersha Comms, Instagram, Sersha Communications. Yeah, yeah. And then LinkedIn, uh, you've got your... your personal linkedin page yeah Chris yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah contact me through contact me through linkedin they can have yeah. a look at my profile see what experience i've got if anybody needs uh want to pick my brains and stuff more than happy to uh reach out and give me a shout more than happy to nice have a coffee one. with someone cool all yeah. right thanks a lot chris no worries. thank you thanks for the time You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.